back to Disney Marvels for the week of March 13th, 2022. This is episode 168. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. I know this one is coming out really late. Because I'm recording it really late. Actually, it should be next week's episode. But I have something planned for next week's episode. So to try and keep things rolling, I'm getting this episode to you really late. I apologize. Um, as I always say, life is crazy. And I, I try to still bring you episodes. And I wanted to get this episode out sooner than later because of, because of the topic. Uh, because of, of what I've been seeing posted online. Um, I want to get my thoughts out there and, and give you my take on uh, today's topic. So it's going to be a quicker episode. I'm just going to jump right into it. And uh, yeah, be back in just a moment. Like you had friends and I've had buddies. It's true, but they don't turn my time away. Recently, Pixar movies are just going straight to Disney Plus. That's that's the kind of game plan at the moment. And uh, the most latest one to do that, and we weren't sure was it heading to theaters, was it coming to Disney Plus, is Turning Red. So we've gone three for three in the past three years. We had Soul, we had Luca, now we have Turning Red. And this movie has drawn a lot of banter online. A lot of people saying things online about the content of the movie. Um, and I've been struggling. I've been struggling. Should I delve into this? Should I leave it alone? And I, I'm going to talk about this movie. I'll, I'll bring up some of this stuff. I don't want to pay too much credence to these people who are bashing the movie online. Um, because if from what I've read over, I mean, they, they bring up some valid points and some things that you should know going into the movie. Absolutely. But I think they go a little too far. Me personally. And... I don't think all the information that they're giving people is factually correct. From after watching the movie, going, wait a second, you claim these things have happened, or this is happening in the movie to watch out for, and either you're looking too far, too much into it, and you're looking for problems, or you didn't actually see the movie, or you didn't actually watch the entire movie. So that aside, and this is a warning about reading people's rants online, is that they may not always be correct. They're also one person's perspective or a couple of people's perspective. Just like this review is my perspective. This as an adult male with three kids, a teenage daughter and two little ones. I will start now. Would I let my kids watch this movie? Yes. 
Do I think this is the best movie of all time? No, I will get to my review, my rating towards the end. But do I think this is a movie that you should protect your child from? It depends on your child. It depends on you as a parent. It depends on your parenting style. What do you want to protect your child from and what do you think they should know? First off, let's start here. This, this movie is an hour and 40 minutes. It is rated PG for parental guidance because of some of the, between the language and some of the topics that they do touch on and some of the, the, the violence. I use violence loosely. You know, it's more cartoony violence. But there, there is some intense moments towards the end of the movie. And I'll try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible. This is directed by directed and written by Dami Shi from Pixar. She directed and wrote the story Bow, the short, <clears throat> the short Bow. And it has a lot of the same elements. Because this is stuff that she has drawn upon from her life. The director is a of Chinese heritage. She grew up in Canada. The movie is about a Chinese girl growing up in Canada. And, <clears throat> pardon me, it has a lot of similar storylines because this is something that she experienced is in her life. And she had a very overbearing mother. You see that in both the story Bao and you see that in here. And no disrespect to mothers out there. There are some overbearing mothers. There's some overbearing parents. As a father, as a mother, either way, there's overbearing parents out there. That's just the nature of parenting. You're, there's going to be that. That's how some people do parent. Not saying it's bad, not saying it's good. That's just the style of some people's parenting. And sometimes that is reflected in storytelling. This is one of those stories. A young girl who's turning of age, who's 13 years old. And she is has an overbearing mother and a much more laid-back father. Um, I actually really enjoyed the father character in this. I thought he was... It was really funny, and he actually ends up having some um, a really nice, touching moment uh, at the beginning of the third act of the film, when he he sits down and talks to his daughter about the stuff that's going on. I'm, this should not be a spoiler. The young girl, all of a sudden, as she gets older, uh, gains the ability to turn into a large red panda, and it's one of those things that. Can it be metaphorical? Sure. Let's take it on the surface level at the moment that whenever she experiences anxiety and stress, she poofs into this to this panda. And it is something that she has to learn to live with and control. Um, if you want to look more into it, you can say, you know, it's about the anxiety, it's about the changing changings of life that happen in your teenage years, your early teenage years, and, and throughout life. That you have to learn with, learn to accept one who you are, who you, who you were as a child to who you are becoming as an adult aren't always going to be the same person, and you have to accept these changes of life that things happen, and you either can fight them, 
or you learn to accept them. You can hide them or learn to accept them. And that is one of the themes that runs through this movie. Um, she has three friends who are there to help her uh, with everything that's going on. They have a, a common goal of going to see a concert, a boy band concert. This movie takes place in 2002 when boy bands were big and the, all the rage across the, the world. And the, they have a, they created a boy band for this movie. Um, Jordan Fisher of many Disney things fan, um, fan, but yeah, he's a fan of many things Disney, but fame of many different things. Uh, he's one of the the singers. He's one of the the uh, singers for the the Four Town, and uh, song is sketchy. My daughter keeps singing this. And the the cast mostly made up of Asian voice actors actresses does a fantastic job. Sandra O oh voices the mother Ming. Uh, Rosalie Ching does uh, does Marilyn. She does a really good job. She does her. She's you know she captures that that teenage energy, that teenage spirit. The way that she she comes into the the movie. Oh look, I have an ID card, and the ID card says I'm an adult. I'm not an adult, but the ID card says I do because I am being because she's being charged adult fares by the bus, and that's why it comes down to it. Um, but you know, as a as a kid, you oh look, this thing says adult. How cool is that? And she goes into school, and she comes walking in like she owns the school, and she sees her friends, and it's it is an excellent portrayal of a a young teenage girl my my daughter who is 16 so just recently going through this age was amazed of how accurate and spot on they got a lot of teenage stuff and uh about you know the having parties trying to be socially accepted um and just dealing with different stressors and different problems of life and trying to create your own life from your parents, but still finding acceptance of your parents um, is another theme that runs throughout this movie. The animation style is a little different than what we've seen in Pixar in the past, but they do it is it is very well animated, very bright colors, very lively characters. A lot of influence from anime films can be found and definitely seen in in the characters, particularly the the one the one friend in the, who wears the purple. Uh, very anime um, styles of action, um, emotion, uh, portrayal of emotion. It's uh, yeah, it, it's. You get a lot of influence from anime, which Dami, she said she is a fan of anime, so naturally she's going to help use that in her film. Why not? So the, the animation style, fantastic. Um, the characters, I, I enjoy the characters uh, later on. You get more of the family dynamic, and you see how things flow through the family dynamic. I'll put it that way. And how one generation influences another generation. 
And when a generation tries to break off of that flow, how sometimes that can cause some turmoil. So, yeah, there's, um, again, I'm trying to not go into too many spoilers here because I, I don't want to give away too much. The music is nicely done. It fits in there well. The story is enjoyable. And the, hmm, the characters, yeah, uh, there's a bully character who later on has a little turn of heart. And again, it goes to show you, just because someone acts one way in school doesn't mean that's how they actually are. Sometimes it is a front. Sometimes it's a front to try and be accepted. And in this case, that character was that way. And then you find out something about that person that goes, hey, wait a second. I like that too. And that creates a bond and you, you build upon that bond. The end of the movie can be, a, is a little intense, is a little dark. Um, they, uh, there is some, um, let's say magical part that comes up towards the end that has some meaning and some stuff that trying to correct throughout the movie and we find out that the mother has a similar gift i'll leave it at that um i don't, I don't want to say that's probably too spoilish you get a kind of a godzilla moment you know, let's say go there let's go there the godzilla type of moment towards the end girls out at a concert and something attacks the arena that's happening at. Um, that can get kind of intense, but I don't think it's it's anything too crazy. I don't think it's anything too crazy. Um, do they do... It is short. It is short, and it, like I say, it can be intense, but it leads into... a what I think is one of the shining moments in this beautiful moment at the end of the movie between um, the daughter and the mother. And you see this progression, and this is something that I think Dominique Shi and Pixar both do very, very well. And you see in multiple levels the growth and the change in relationship between the daughter and mother. And I don't want to spoil it, but I do want to point out, definitely make sure you make it to the third act and watch this point because it is a very, very tender moment. Very tender moment. And it ends up... It, it, it's such a relationship-building moment. It, and... Um, it is hard to do a review without giving away too much. But third act, fantastic. First two acts, okay, they, they build up a lot. Um, they set a lot of premise, they, they tell a lot of story, and they introduce some very poignant characters. Um, as tradition with many Asian families, the ancestors, the older generations get involved and how they were portrayed, and how um, they go on from 
from what I've heard from friends and stuff, is is kind of point on. It is it is it's silly, but it it's it's fun. Um, one of the things that people brought up is, of course, the fact that you know, being as a teenage girl, um, certain things that happen in life is hinted at in certain items. Uh, products are briefly shown and if this is something that for some reason that you think is inappropriate that is on you is this something that is part of life and natural yes that that's it's just one of the things that happen you walk down a shopping aisle and those products are there so the fact that they show up in a movie shouldn't be all that disconcerting. Um, not, again, that is my view on it. I'm not telling you what your view should be. The uh, uh, <clears throat> the young girl loves, you know, she sees this boy and that she's kind of dreaming about and and she's growing, you know, she starts drawing and she draws them in certain ways. Nothing too crazy. Uh, the Pizza Planet in this one does show up. And uh, I, I won't mention where, but it is in there. Uh, no John, John Ratzenberger again. Of course, I apologize, but I can't control the movie. It, said it is, it takes place in 2002. So boy band stuff a lot of the drive um cell phones my daughter was impressed by the type of cell phones that they had um that was very interesting and i'm trying to think what else can i mention about this movie other than i personally really enjoyed it so let me give you my rating out of the three movies between soul luca in this one, I was recently uh, saw uh, someone online rate, rate which one you like the best. Out of those three, I would give Soul. I like me personally. I like Soul the best out of these three. This one would be second for me. I I uh, go back to my review on Luca. I didn't care much for Luca. I didn't think it was horrible. I just really didn't care for it too much. It wasn't my type of movie. I know some people absolutely love it. This movie. Uh, I think I give Luca a six. I'm going to give this one a seven. Um, I would, because I don't have too much wiggle room. I don't believe this one. I would give an eight two. I don't think it's quite there, but it is it is a solid movie. It is a good movie. It's a movie I would definitely enjoy watching again. Um, I think it's a definitely a solid seven, maybe even a seven and a half if I can do that. If you don't mind, um, I would say definitely a seven and a half. Um, I, I did enjoy it more than Luca. I, I like the music. I like the tone. I like the energy from the characters. There was just this life and lively energy out of them. Um, the overbearing mother, I thought it was hysterical, beating up on the, the school security guard and uh, just trying to be protective, but overly protective. And then the father just, all right, yes, dear. Okay, yes. I, I know that my bat the battle's lost. It's not worth going on about. But he has this really tender moment with his daughter and explains things to her to open up her eyes about 
her mother and her upbringing and her life, her mother's life that the daughter didn't realize, didn't know about. And I think that opened up the daughter's eyes going, wait, this mom was young too? Because <laughs> yeah, sometimes kids, you know, they see the adults and they think, okay, you've always been this adult and this is how you've always been in your life and never realized that adults had top times growing up too and had to adjust to things and it wasn't, they didn't, we weren't always the way we are now. We were sometimes a lot like you. Um, and sometimes that, that comes as a surprise to teenagers or younger kids that, wait a second, dad did that? Dad climbed the tree when he wasn't supposed to? Or, uh, you know, played in the mud? When they tell, yell at me not to play in the mud? So... It was the way that the daughter, the, the father portrays this stuff. And he's just, he's just a lovable character. He doesn't say much. He doesn't have many lines. But the lines that he has come across so well. Um, yeah, it, it is a fun movie, and I definitely believe it. It deserves the seven and a half that I'm going to give it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you are concerned about what you're reading online and the potential impact that it may have on your young children. Particularly if you have boys, I guess. I guess that's where the real question is. My suggestion, watch the movie for yourself first. And that, that's generally a good rule of thumb. Watch the movie for yourself first. If it is something that you think your child can handle and you are okay with your child watching this, then by all means, let them watch it. And then watch it, maybe watch them together. If you watched it and you think, wait a second, I'm not comfortable with them watching this, then wait till they're older. And then they can watch it. But don't tell them they can't watch the movie based on something... Um, based on information that is written in such a way that paints this movie for, I feel, again, this is my take on it, I feel is not the way the movie actually is. Can you interpret things one way or another? Yes. If you look for a problem, you're going to find a problem. If you're not going in looking for a problem, the problem may not actually exist. And I'll leave it at that. Finding Red, Nami Ishii, great first job. Congratulations to her. And I can't wait to see what she brings for us next. Did you actually watch Finding Red? And what did you think of it? Believe me, I do want to know. Join the conversation on our Facebook group, Facebook dot com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast on Instagram we're at Disney Marvel's podcast TikTok talk ugh, TikTok we're at Disney Marvel's podcast and on the Twitter at Disney Marvel's don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find some the audio version of the podcast there and some other videos that I have recently posted 
your, you can also leave us your vo a voice message. I would love to get your voice message. I'll put them on the air. You can do this over at the Anchor app or anchor.fm website or record it on your electronic device, your computer, your smartphone, your tablet, whatever, and email it along with any questions or suggestions you may have, or if you just have suggestions and questions, email them too to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the latest Disney Marvels blog at DisneyMarvels.blogspot.com. I hope you will be updating that too. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time, like I said at the beginning, and obviously I know how crunched we are for time nowadays with everything going on. Um, thank you. Thank you for spending this time together with us, uh, with me. Really enjoy it. If you could please take a moment, share the link on social, tell your friends about the show, and even more important, or not even more important, but also greatly, greatly appreciate, go on to Apple Podcasts or your preferred app of choice and leave a rating or review on there. We have all five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, keep them coming. Keep them coming. The more the merrier, because the more reviews that these podcast uh, applications get, the more likely that they're going to help promote the show and help grow the family that way, too. Uh, won't be believed in a big Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. Also, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvel slash support. Or find our Patreon page where you can get some cool Disney Marvel stuff there. Also, check out our merchandise shop. Speaking of cool Disney Marvel stuff. Um, merchandise shop, you get a lot of really cool Marvel, Disney Marvel stuff that I have made, um, other people have made. And help the show out that way as well. There's constantly sales going on, so definitely want to check it out. Really good products. I can vouch for them. Hold up really well. Definitely. Definitely worth uh, the investment. Remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. In Japan, broken objects are often repaired with gold. They are flawed. Their flaw is seen as a unique piece of the object's history, which adds to its beauty. Consider this when you proverb that I saw written on a poster hanging on a wall somewhere. I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. Caution there must be, of course, along with virtuousome courage. The motion picture business has long been a chance-taking business. This doesn't mean timidly in planning and operation. Walt Disney himself. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.